From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, NFTs are not slowing down, nor is the market. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. If you do not listen to the All In podcast, then I am very, very sad for you. It's great conversations, obviously. Some of the personalities could rub on you, you know, because there are four different personalities talking about the same topic, which is what makes a great conversation. But one thing that Chamath Palapatia said last week is that he thinks that the bottom is in. Now is the time to start, you know, aping into certain stocks and whatever. But David Sachs, on the other hand, doesn't think that the bottom is in, that there is going to be more pain coming up in Q1, Q2 of 2023. I don't know what to think, but there's a lot of bullish sentiment right now, and Bitcoin is going to just start going either sideways or up all the way into 24 or 25 now. And I don't know, and that's 2024, 2025, not 24, 25,000. But I don't believe that the bottom is in. I still think the bottom's around anywhere between and $11,000 Bitcoin. Now, I know $7,000 and $11,000 Bitcoin is a huge range, but I think the top of that low is going to be around eleven, And so I don't really see how Chamath Palihapitiya could be correct. I mean, he's only a multi-billionaire investor, and I am a a small business owner, podcaster. So let's see here. Anyway, I've been watching the markets for a long time. What do you guys think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Tell me two things. One, if you listen to the All In Podcast, and what do you think? And number two, do you think the bottom is in? And we're going to move sideways and start edging up ever so slightly until we see new all-time highs in 2024, 2025. Let me know. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 10.08 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $20,165, up 4.6% in 24. And we have some Bitcoin-related news to go over with that. NYDIG, the New York Digital Investment Group, has raised $720 million for its institutional Bitcoin fund. And this was revealed in an SEC filing published last week. A total of 59 investors have contributed to this NYDIG Bitcoin fund. But this filing does not specify when the firm is planning to complete the purchase. Just know that there's $720 million waiting on the sidelines. Ethereum is number two at $1,358, up 4%. Tether's number three. BNB is number four at $296, up 3.5%, moving USDC to number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Total market cap is up 3.5% at $961.5 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 40% even, F dominance of 172 And we still have some crypto pricing news. I told you in the beginning that NFTs are not slowing down. Well, actually, they have slowed down. Now they're ramping back up. A total of $947 million worth of NFT trading volume was recorded in September. That's compared to $927 million in August and $916 million in July. 
The last month to crack a billion at 1.03 billion was June. Well, from now, maybe it's up only. We'll see. Moving into today's headlines. Gary V. Well, his V friends, those hand-drawn doodles from paper to NFTs that yielded more than $300 million worth of trading volume that led to a Christie's auction, that led to brand partnerships, that led to a VCon convention. Now, Gary V's characters are being turned into toys. And you're going to see them in Macy's and Toys R Us within all locations in the United States. If you guys remember back in 2021, all the way back in 2021, Gary V launched V Friends 10,255 hand-drawn NFTs. They're just doodles. They were kind of they weren't where they are. You could debate that, but they were linked to Gary V and he was really stoked about that. Like Curious Coyote and other things. Well, because of their popularity, he released a series 2 NFT on Polygon. 55,000 of new better-looking cartoons of the old set or the old collection. Gary Vee said, if you asked me a year ago, I would say VFriends is an NFT company. Today, I think VFriends is a transmedia or multimedia company where we're doing stories in all forms and fashions. And so, but really quick, here's my issue about this. He's launching new toys and people bought these VFriends and now they own a Curious Coyote or something. I wish that we stuck with the ethos of this. And I always thought the ethos was you owned an NFT. You owned a specific one thing. And if he could have leveraged this where you own that IP as well, and he shared in the IP with you, because honestly, if you bought these first V friends, you were like a series A or a seed round investor. You should have some kind of ownership of these different things he does with these V friends. I wish that if he was selling these toys, every owner of the V friends got it cut in some way or shape or form. Uh, I just feel that we're kind of, again, going away from like the ethos of crypto into this whole kind of like trad kind of uh, traditional business structures when we could be being very creative of how people can get like part of the action, take a cut of the profits. Uh, you know, we can leverage this in a different way. We can make different partnerships and collaborations between the people, the investors and the owners or the creators. I just feel that we're missing a big portion of this. What do you think? Matthew and at Decrypt.co. Celsius assets will be soon up for auction. The final bid deadline is October 17th, and if necessary, an auction will be held on October 20th of 2022. The finally indicates that the court anticipates a large number of expected participants, but does not reveal any of the prospective buyers. No parties have yet announced their intention to bid on the assets. Today, MasterCard is launching Crypto Secure a new software product designed to help banks and other card issuers identify and block suspicious transactions from crypto exchanges. A similar system already exists for MasterCard for fiat transactions. Now they're expanding these technologies to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. This is going to be powered by CypherTrace, which MasterCard acquired last year. The tool uses sophisticated artificial intelligence algorithms and data from public blockchains to determine the risk of crime associated with crypto exchanges connected to the payments network. The platform offers a dashboard with color-coded ratings representing the risk of suspicious activity, with red meaning high and green meaning low. Very innovative there. MasterCard says, The idea is that this kind of trust we provide for digital commerce transactions, we want to be able to provide the same kind of trust to digital assets transactions for consumers, banks, and merchants. Time president Keith Grossman has some words about NFTs. He's mystified by the mindset of NFTs and Web3 skeptics who often post toxic anti-NFT memes online. I don't understand politicizing the technology, he said. 
People love to say they love change, but people don't actually love change when they don't either understand where the change is leading to or they're not controlling the change themselves. And I tend to agree. And we all love to talk about, oh yeah, change, 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 change for the better, change for this, but then but then they get hungered down because they don't know. And actually, I think he put it quite well. They either are not leading the change themselves or they just can't see the, the destination of the change. And finally, the story of Kim K and the SEC. As you guys know, the SEC placed charges against Kim Kardashian for promoting Ethereum Max, which I have no clue even exists anymore. I think it's trading on some kind of Uniswap or some kind of decentralized exchange, but who knows what it's for. And because of this, Ginsler, Gary Ginsler, the chair of the SEC, had to clarify the rules of governing influencers promoting crypto online. Well, before he clarified, he had to hit Kim Kardashian with a $1.26 million fine for allegedly failing to disclose the $250,000 she was paid to publish on Instagram shilling Ethereum Max. Ginsler said that though Kim Kardashian used a hashtag on the post to clarify the ad was paid for, hashtag ad, it still fell way short of the SEC regulations as it did not clarify the amount she was paid or the nature of it. The reason she needed this additional detail was that she was promoting a security. He called it a security, you see? Anyway, he points to Section 17B of the Securities Act, which says, Consideration received or to be received directly or indirectly from an issuer, underwriter, or dealer without fully disclosing the receipt, whether past or perspective, of such consideration and the amount thereof. What the hell did that mean? Well, basically, you need to tell where this money is coming from, how much you're getting <laughs> at the time that you get it or said that you're going to be getting it. And Kim did not. He went on to say that under some laws in different areas, it might be appropriate to say hashtag ad. And that's if you're advertising something like perfume or something. But this isn't the case if you're advertising securities. This is still very vague, Gary. Very, very vague. And also, how do you plan for people to do this appropriately with the same impact for the ad on Instagram or on social media? I'm not really too sure what he wants. Maybe there should be like a attachment disclosure form for these kind of issues on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, where you can just say and tag the full disclosure form. And you just kind of like have like a template where you add in how much you got and when you got the money and where the money's coming from. Because if you put that all in the post, like <laughs> half the post is going to be a disclaimer, right? Anyway, um, I just think this is very vague. Also, it's very cumbersome. So I think there needs to be a lot more you need to iron this out a little bit. And Gary, can you please just stop being so vague with crypto? Just set some kind of framework and just go with it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>